Welcome to Episode 8 of the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusi. Today, Keith continues a series of conversations about discipleship. The heart of discipleship is discipline. Listen as Keith shares six critical discipleship disciplines. Welcome to Leadership in Context, a conversation on leadership in the context of the local church. Keith Tusi is the apostolic team leader of the Network of Related Pastors. He loves the church and its leaders. You will be empowered and equipped to walk in fruitful ministry as you listen to Keith put leadership truths in the context of the local church. For show notes, email podcast at innerpastors.com. And now here's Keith Tusi. Today we're going to talk about our second lesson in discipleship and how that looks in the context of of a local church. In our last meeting, I emphasized the need to really define what discipleship is and what is the desired outcome. I believe it's like building a home. If you show people the end result, they're more willing to sacrifice and save and scrimp and work hard and build equity and do all those things. I think that's a life lesson. And I think often when we're calling people to serve and to do things, we're not being near as clear as we need to be on what is the desired outcome. And you've got to articulate that in a way that is consistent with the vision, the flow, the DNA, and the culture of your church. But this is where you get a chance to really build culture is in that discipleship process. And basically, For me, when I'm appealing to men, I'm saying that discipleship enables you to be the change agent in somebody's life. You get to reproduce. You get to win somebody, mentor somebody, lead somebody, affect somebody, multiply yourself. That's a clear objective that I believe any genuinely converted heart would want to do. I did spend a few minutes in our last meeting talking about the fact that quality does not always manifest itself in quantity unless there is an evangelistic emphasis and that clear outcome understanding. But the other side of it is is that we're trying to produce healthy lives. We're trying to produce people that are spirit, soul, and body. They are growing. They are Luke 2 growing like Jesus did in wisdom and stature so that when they reproduce, they have healthy birth. There's a clean birth that is reproduced. Now, the heart of discipleship has got to be the word discipline, because that's where the word discipleship comes from. When we talk about discipling somebody, we're talking about teaching them the disciplines of the Christian faith. So, number one, the process itself has got to have some discipline. It's got to have some curriculum, it's got to have some guidelines, it's got to have some accountability, it's got to have some homework, it's got to have some on-the-field training. At least, in my opinion, it needs those things because those things all breed discipline. And one of the first things you want to do in the discipleship process, I believe, is teach men that their word is important, that their yes and amen is critical, that yes means yes and no means no, and that we begin to build a relationship based on the honesty and the integrity of our communication. That would be the thing I would teach in that first M, what is a man, what is a spiritual man. 
So you can't make disciples without discipline. You can, and I believe in treating people right and being nice to them and giving them hot coffee and cold ice cream. I mean, I believe in that. There's nothing wrong with that. But at the same time, you've got to hit the discipline. So let's go over those disciplines and make sure that in your process with men that these disciplines are included. And I'm going to give them to you just the way I have them written down. You can put them in any certain order. I think they're all kingdom. Uh, So I'm not necessarily representing an order here, but I am representing a process. So prayer, teaching them to pray. It's interesting to me that when the disciples were finally kind of getting it and they watched Jesus, they came to him and said, Lord, teach us to pray. They they connected it. And so you want to be somebody that they learn how to pray with and they see you pray. I, I look back with great fondness the day my pastor, I was a young believer, still rough around edges, he took me to the hospital with him to make a call and said, I'm going to teach you how to make a hospital call. And he taught me how to go in and introduce himself to the people. And in those days, you know, it's not like today where everybody has a private room. Often there will be two, three, or four people in a room. And so we may be going to visit somebody who he knew or somebody who called because they knew him. Uh, we had a, a, a fairly large, impactful church in our community, so it wasn't uncommon to get calls for people looking for prayer. Uh, we were known for praying for the sick and, and had a reputation for seeing some people get healed, so that was some fun stuff. But just watching him in action introduce himself to people and say, can I pray with you also, and and then turn that into an evangelistic opportunity. So when we're talking about prayer, we're not just talking about teaching people they need to have a quiet time and a meditation time. That, of course, is critical, and sharing with them how that works in your life, uh, but also letting them see you in action and teaching them how to pray, putting them in that position. So I would say that prayer is obviously a critical discipline. The second discipline would be study, not just reading the Bible, but learning to meditate on it and study. And this, guys, is where I think you open yourself up. I think some of the greatest times I've ever had with guys has been in the office where we just took a verse and I took the concordance out and I said, okay, let's cross-reference a couple of these words. Maybe let's look at the Greek or Hebrew a little bit. Let's run this reference, see how many times you know Jesus used this word or Moses used this word and what does that mean? And just modeling for that, them, how to dig into the word a lot and give them a desire to read. We had an old saying, if you don't read, you can't lead. And so you want to be feeding people things as part of that study. I highly recommend that you have certain books, uh, even if it's just certain chapters in certain books, but that they're read and that the guys come to the meeting understanding that they read that chapter They're going to have it highlighted. They're going to share key points with it because you're teaching them to respond to your leadership. You're teaching them to study and be prepared. You're teaching them to communicate no matter what their personality or their particular giftings are. So I believe study is a good discipleship process, and you should assign study and ask them what they're studying and how much they're studying. So that's a discipline. Another act of discipline is spiritual service. So uh, if you're discipling somebody, they should be involved in serving somewhere in the church. There's no sense starting a discipleship process 
if that person isn't plugged in and serving, that you're giving them something to do where they're responsible and that that act of service can be measured and it can be graded and you can appraise it and you can challenge it on it, uh, them on it, excuse me, and that there is some upward mobility for that service as well. I think that appeals to a man's heart. So service is a key area, not just being available like, oh, I need you to help me. That's good. It's good to be flexible. But having a spot on the wall, this is what I do. I'm here. Uh, I understand the significance to, of what I'm doing. I think that's part of that discipleship process. We talked about uh, knowing the end result. I think many people involved in service in the church, especially if they're very unchurched people, don't maybe understand or appreciate the critical nature of uh, having clean bathrooms and hot coffee or whatever it is you're asking them to do, that it's done the right way. So that's important. So what are their acts of service? And guys in that group, by the way, let's say you've got a group of four or you've got a group of 14, whatever it is, each man in that room should know what the other guy is doing in an act of service. That's what begins to bond a team together. You know, it's like a a baseball team. You know, you can have a great pitcher, you can have a great shortstop, you can have a great power hitter, but everybody uh, does a part and should do a part. And I think it raises the water level. I think it raises the excellence level. It raises the commitment level. When the team knows what the rest of the team is doing, and uh, sometimes, you know, it's not altogether bad to have a little bit of Holy Ghost sibling rivalry there, stirring each other up and egging each other on. The fourth area of discipline I would suggest to you would be the area of giving. Giving is a discipline, while it's a grace that God gives to us, that we should be moved by the Lord, our hands should be open, our wallets should be open. Uh, But we're talking about the giving of our time, our talent, and our treasure. But there needs to be discipline in that. You know, when you read uh, 2 Corinthians 8, when they were taking the alms offering, Paul said, I want you to set this aside ahead of time, okay? So it will not be, uh, we won't have to, you know, raise money. We won't have to use compulsion when we come to do it. Uh, And then he talks later about every man do as he has purposed in his own heart. So there there is spontaneity in giving surely, and the and the willingness to be moved by God's spirit to a need or an opportunity, uh, a strategic initiative or mission, but there's also the discipline. And what this does too is that this goes back to our five M's. One of those M's was money. Uh, this enables you to open the door. I believe that's one of the reasons the tithe is so critical. That that ten percent represents the hundred percent, and it opens up the door. Not just to what do I do with my 10%, but what do I do with my 90%. And I think in many churches, that kind of teaching is lacking. We basically teach if you give God 10%, uh, you can do whatever you want with the other 90 And that's certainly not what the scripture is teaching. Uh, so there is discipline in giving. I believe if you can get a man to be a disciplined giver, you have a great chance of getting him discipled. I also believe the the antithesis of that, and that is that if you can't get him to be a discipline giver, you're going to have a very difficult time getting him to be a real disciple. Uh, There's a character issue there in giving, and there's also a big faith issue. Are they trusting God? Are they believing God? So prayer, study, service, giving. And what would you say the fifth one would be? If I was just going to ask you right now, what would you say the fifth one would be? And I'm going to go with 
witnessing, sharing your faith. And so part of that discipleship process could be, should be, who have you shared your faith with today or this week? Who are you reaching out to? Who are you praying with? Uh, that would be a good thing. Maybe teaming them up in teams in your group. Again, whether it's four or 14, teaming them up. I've actually done it where I've had a team come together. They thought they were going to get a teaching that night. And I said, here, what I want you to do. There's some tracks here. Uh, we're going to meet back here in 40 minutes. I want you to go find somebody. Uh, so they had to go to Walmart or they had to go to Cabela's or they had to go to Dairy Queen or whatever. Uh, they had to go to the bus stop, whatever. They had to go find somebody two by two. And, you know, it was amazing. It was literally amazing. Some supernatural encounters we had were in those events, people actually got born again and came to church. I remember one night, one of the people bringing the person with him who had just gotten saved, they brought him. 40 minutes later, they're coming back into the church with the person that got born again because we sent them out. That will light a charge into your guys. That will light a charge into your people. And uh, sometimes, you know, that means, too, that you go out with them, that you take somebody, that you that you model that, that you're a part of that. You're not just sending them out. So that is a critical part of this discipleship pro- process, uh, these disciplines. And whatever you're doing in that process, whether it's classroom time or service time, uh, meeting times, there should be an understanding that discipleship is predicated on discipline. That you look them in the eye and you tell them like what you want the outset to be, what this looks like at the end, that John 15 fruit, but that it's going to require discipline and that you're looking for that. You're looking for punctuality. Tell them that. Tell them you cannot be a disciple if you can't be on time. You can't be a disciple if you can't manage your money. You can't be a disciple if you can't keep your word. But just doing those things doesn't make you a disciple either, but they're part of the package. They're part of the pie that is critical. So let's just go over this real quick. Keep the objective clear. Remember, you want to produce healthy men. You get a healthy guy. You help a guy with his marriage. You help a guy with his money. You help a guy with his motives. Uh, they're going to want to follow you. They're going to want to stick close to you, but you've got to make it a kingdom thing and hit those, at least those five disciplines, prayer. And I would include fasting in the prayer, by the way. I think one of the things I would do in a discipleship group is I would spring a fast on them now again. So, okay, next week, I want you guys all to pick a day and or fast, and I want you to come back and tell me what revelation, what the Lord showed you, uh, you know, how easy or hard was this for you to do. I would include fasting with the prayer. Study, service, giving, and witnessing. Okay, we're going to hit some more stuff on discipleship next week, but it was good to be with you. Lord bless you. Put this in action, will you? In Jesus' name. Today, Keith continued the conversation about discipleship. He shared the six critical discipleship disciplines. Prayer, study, serving, giving, witnessing, and fasting. These six disciplines alone do not make someone a disciple, but they are a critical part of the whole package. Thanks for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusi. Join us next week as Keith continues to put leadership truths in the context of the local church. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. For show notes or to ask Keith a question, email podcast at innerpastors.com. If you would like more information, check out the blog at innerpastors.com backslash blog. 
Make sure you follow us on Facebook and Instagram at In Our Pastors. See you next week.